0: in this place to do a work and then we have those moments we have those times I was praying in the prayer room this morning and you know there's a lot of things happening right now we went up to the campground with some of the guys Friday and we got into we got there right when they were starting to sing and got into church and I stood up to sing a song I was like man why is it Besides the fact, I'm old. Why is it difficult to stand up here in service? And I was like, Oh, I've been in church all week. And I thought, Man, I'm in church again. And then I got to go stay up late tonight. And then I got to go pick up candy at the parade tomorrow. And then we got camp out next week. And we got to pick up graham crackers and hot dogs and mayo for the hot dogs. That's the only way to eat them. And sometimes. Sometimes it's big situations. I'm thankful that he can bear whatever I think is big, and it's not big to him, but I'm thankful he can bear all that. But there's also moments, it's just a busy couple weeks. And Scripture says I have to bring every thought into captivity. That's hard sometimes. You know, you've been sitting in service, and your mind is a million miles away on all kinds of other stuff and think, when I get done with church, i got to go do this and this and this. Sometimes we gotta bring every thought into captivity. Today, this was my prayer today. do not I don't I'm not real good with dates, but I remember moments. Moments that were life changing. Moments that I remember vividly everything that took place. And I was praying today, Lord, today that can be the this can be the day for somebody that they look back on today and have vivid moments and memories and, and they can remember everything about where they were and what they were saying and how they were praying and the Spirit of God they felt. And today can be the day their life can change. I never went into any of those services where I can go to that were life-changing thinking, this is going to be the service my life changes. But you know what I did have to do at some point was bring every thought into captivity and say, Lord, I'm going to submit to you in this service. And Lord, if this is one of those life-changing moments, I'm willing to submit. So I wonder here before we go any further, if we could just lift our hands, close your eyes, however you're comfortable doing this. And let's just pray, Lord, I want you to have your way in my life today. Come on, you pray that, and we don't even know what the Lord wants to do in our life today. But in this moment, I'm saying, Lord, I surrender. Lord, I bring every thought into captivity. I lay aside all the stuff I've got to do, all the things that I had to do. And, Lord, I turn my attention to you for a few moments, God. Lord, I want your will accomplished in my life. I want your purpose for this service to happen in my life. Lord, I don't want to miss any chance, Lord, for you to do something in my heart and life today, God. Oh, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we open ourselves to you, to your word, to your spirit today, God. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Now, why don't we praise him for what he's going to do. Come on, I believe God's going to do something in somebody's life. I believe he can do something in my heart, in my life today. Oh, I thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, that you are going to transform. That you are going to deliver. That you are going to set free. That salvation will come to somebody today. Oh, I thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. We have been blessed all week by the ministry of the Hagans. Amen. Last Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I've appreciated the, the word of the Lord that has been brought to us. And I'm so thankful for what God has done in our services. And I'm believing God to continue today. Amen. To continue to move and touch and to just have his way in this place today. The Spirit of God is here. His Word is here. I just got to make up my mind. Amen. I'm so thankful that the Hagans have been with us, and I'm going to invite Brother Hagan at this time to come and preach to us. Would you welcome him one more time as he comes to minister the Word to us today? Okay, continue to clap your
1: hands and lift up your voice. into the wonderful name of the Lord, come on, if you believe that He is an amazing God, if you know that He is good to you, If he's ever healed you, if he's ever blessed you, come on, if he's ever protected you, if he's ever made a way for you, hallelujah, Jesus, we worship you, Lord. We magnify you, Jesus. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Such a wonderful presence of the Lord that is here today. I know that things have shifted with the weather. Instead of complaining about how hot it is, now we got rain. And it's cloudy out it's overcast but we sung about rejoicing in the lord because this is the day that the lord has made it doesn't matter what the weather is doing outside it's about what the holy ghost is doing inside does anybody feel the wonderful presence of god the bible says in his presence there is fullness of joy and at his right hand there are pleasures. Come on. Uh, can somebody have some joy? Can somebody begin to rejoice in the Lord right now? Somebody put a big smile on your face uh, and put your hands together once again. Come on, let us shout out praise unto God. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, turn two or three people around you and tell them this is the day that the Lord has made. want to say thank you to the youth choir for doing such an excellent job. Can we give them a hand clap? I woke up early this morning and I just couldn't stop singing. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And lo and behold they get up here and sing that song and I thought look at those young people. I mean what I really want to do is just run around this sanctuary that's what I really wanted to do but I said I'm the guest preacher you know y'all gonna think I'm crazy you <laughs> know we're supposed to be sophisticated in church you know. but man when they begin to sing that song I can't stop singing let the redeemed of the Lord say so it's time to say so how many of you believe that here today I said how many you believe that here today I remember when I was in high school and I had hoop dreams. I wanted to play in the NBA. Me and Kobe Bryant had the same birthday, same year. He played for the team I always wanted to play for. But I broke my leg at church camp. That put me on crutches for quite a while until the Lord miraculously healed my leg in a 100 soul revival in 1995. But I remember one time at school I was at the lockers and I was trying to be like everybody else trying to be cool you know I've never really been cool but I was trying a friend of mine took me home that day and we got to talking and I said some stuff I shouldn't have said and he finally looked at me and said Ethan why are you trying to be like us you're not like us we know who you are why don't you just be who you are Hey, I had to have a person who didn't even have the Holy Ghost to remind me that the redeemed are supposed to say so. We're not supposed to hold back. We're not supposed to be afraid. Come on, if there, if there are people in our country that can declare what they believe and impact, uh, impact a whole entire nation, then what can the people of God do? If we would just open up our mouth and say so, I wonder... If one more time, can somebody put your hands together and let the redeemed of the Lord say so today. Come on, somebody make a declaration of what you believe God is going to do in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. If you have your Bibles, if you will turn to the book of John chapter 4. If you will locate that in your Bible out John chapter 4 verses 13 through 15 just want to say how much of a pleasure and a delight it has been for my wife and I and our kids to be here even through my daughter's sickness amen we have enjoyed our time here in Salem and we have just been truly blessed by this wonderful congregation thank you so much for your faithful attendance to each night of the revival worshiping, praising God, praying like you have. I believe that God has done some things in this revival. And I just commend this church. I know this is your fourth revival series, and you all just acted like it was the first one of the year. And so I commend you. I know you got to be tired, but I believe that God still has some great things in store for today. Can you say amen? I give honor to your pastor in his absence, brother and sister Jean. Are some of my favorites, and I just thank God for this wonderful couple, their love for God, their love for people, and their heartbeat to reach this city. Amen. This church is truly blessed with the leadership of Pastor and Sister Jean. How do you mean you love your pastor, and his wife, and family? Amen. And I know that they have a new addition to their family, which they're are celebrating that this weekend just love them so much brother and sister Kelly enjoyed our fellowship with them I appreciate them so much little did I know that sitting at a Mongolian grill was going to be a connection to Salem and I just appreciate the spirit of pastor your sister pastor and his wife brother and sister Kelly how many of you love them and appreciate them amen, amen. can't forget sister Teresa Appreciate you so very much. And um, all those goodies in our basket, we ate them all, and I gained some weight. Praise God. But it was all good. I appreciate Sister Teresa. And to all of our guests that are here today, whether you're a first-time guest or a repeat guest, thank you for being here. And like I said last Sunday, if you don't like the preaching, just come back next week <laughs> or the week after next. you got to go to the camp next week. but amen you have one of the best pastors one of the best preachers in pentecost here but to all of our guests we are delighted that you're here can we give all of our guests a wonderful hand clap well i preach short every other service so i'm just going to take my time today just kidding (laughs) i understand like last sunday you don't want to stand in between somebody who's hungry So I know I'm the only thing in between you and some good fried chicken or a good fried chimichanga or a good pizza. So I'm going to get out of the way and allow God to have his way here today. Is that all right? I I just want to ask one more time in this revival. I don't believe that revival is a series of service. I believe that revival is a state of being. I didn't bring revival in a suitcase, and revival is not going to leave with the evangelist. God has got great things in store, amen, for the apostolic church of Salem. If you believe that, can you shout hallelujah? But I come to ask one more time, is there anybody here spiritually hungry? Is anybody here today that's hungry for more of God, or are you satisfied with what you received in the revival? Is there anybody here that's thirsty for something more from Almighty God? Because if you are, if you are hungry, if you are thirsty, I've got good news for you. Jesus said, uh, blessed are they that do hunger and thirst after the righteousness, for they shall uh, be filled. I come to tell somebody if you are spiritually hungry and if you are spiritually thirsty, you shall be filled and you Shall be blessed. Does anybody believe that? Can you shout hallelujah? Turn somebody and tell them I'm hungry. Turn somebody else and tell them I'm thirsty. So let's pray for the preacher to hurry up. <laughs> John chapter 4, verse number 13. Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again, and whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water, springing up into everlasting life. Can somebody shout, springing up. Verse 15, the woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Jesus said to her, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst but the water that I shall give him will become in him a well or fountain of water springing up into everlasting life and she said sir give me this water that I may not thirst nor come here to draw I haven't come to preach to everybody here today I've got to be honest with you I'm not here to preach to the choir but I am here to preach to somebody who's at the well You've come here today for something more than just another cute sermon. you come here today for more than just another selection of songs. You've come here for more than ju- to do more than just check off your religious checklist that you went to church on Sunday. But there is somebody who is at this well. So I come to lift up my voice and say to you like Jesus said to this precious woman on that day, to quench your spiritual thirst. I come to help somebody quench your spiritual thirst. Can somebody shout hallelujah? Hallelujah. If you're going to help me preach by saying amen one more time, you may be seated. I want to say how much I also appreciate my former colleague at Gateway College of Evangelism, Sister Christy. God bless you here today. You can remember that, that song celebrating the presence of the Lord. I mean, we sung that every single chapel service. So we were, we were going old school today, but I appreciate it. appreciate Sister Christy. Can we give her a wonderful hand clap? If you are thirsty here today, then I want you to know that that's perfectly normal and that's perfectly okay. There's nothing wrong with you because you are thirsty. It's just the fact that you are human. Because everyone gets thirsty a little once in a while. Everyone gets a little dehydrated every now and then and needs a drink of water. The urge to drink fluids is a natural reaction in your body for when you become dehydrated. Your organs send a message to your brain letting you know that you need agua. The human adult body is said to be made up of 60 to 70 percent water. Your brain and heart alone are composed of 73% water. Your lungs are about 83%. Your skin contains about 64% water. Your muscles and kidneys are about 79% water. And your bones are about 31% water. I think it would be safe to say that water is vitally important for maintaining your health. It's important for maintaining your body temperature, to transporting vitamins and minerals in your bodies, to lubricating your joints, your eyes, and your internal organs. So you need water to survive. And when your body starts running low, it'll let you know. Thirst then becomes a mechanism to help keep you alive, to survive, and to remain healthy. Can I submit to you here today that water is essential for living. And your thirst is a reminder that you need to keep living. Turn terms somebody I tell them, you need to keep living. It's that If that is true in the natural, if water is necessary, if water is vitally important to survival, if that is true in the natural, and it is, then the same is true in the spiritual. Your thirst deep down on the inside is letting you know today that there is something lacking that's vitally important. There is something essential that your soul needs. Your body, amen, your brain is sending a signal to you. Your soul is sending a signal to your brain and your brain, amen, to the rest of your body that there is something lacking. It's more than just natural water, amen, but your body is trying to let you know. Your soul is trying to let you know that you are needing something and that something is someone. Can I tell somebody here today that that someone is the Holy Spirit I come to let somebody know here today that you need the Holy Ghost can I get somebody to help me right now I come and let somebody in this house know that you need the Holy Ghost hallelujah hallelujah Somebody, you've been having an urge for chemicals, for substances that, that will destroy your body. Somebody has been having an urge for just another relationship that you think is going to help you. Somebody has been having an urge for more money, and we all will like a little bit more money. But can I tell you that what you are really looking for, what your soul is really missing, uh, is the power of the Holy Spirit on the inside. If you don't hear me say anything else today, if you don't hear me say anything else in this revival, some dear and precious guest, hear me right now. Some dear and precious individual that's in this place uh, that you're looking for more, here. what I have to say to you. You need uh, the Holy Spirit to quench uh, your spiritual thirst uh, because nothing else cu- can quench it. No cigarette can quench it. No marijuana can quench it. Amen. No Budweiser can quench it. No mad dog can quench it. No vodka can not quench it. No relationship can quench it. I come uh, to tell somebody that heroin can't quench it. Meth can't quench it. There is nothing uh, that can quench your spiritual thirst uh, like the Holy Spirit. No good song can quench it. No good sermon can quench it. Just coming to church on Sunday can't quench it. But what can? It's the Holy Ghost. Uh, Does anybody believe that we need the Holy Spirit? Uh, Does anybody believe that we need the power of the Holy Ghost? Uh, Does anybody believe that we need the living water to flow on the inside of can you stand to your feet? Can somebody put your hands together and can you lift up your voice of praise unto God? Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Just like your body needs natural water to survive, you need the Holy Spirit to make it. Here in this passage of Scripture that we read, Jesus makes this abundantly clear. The Bible says that while he returned back to Galilee, he came to a well located in Samaria, which was central Palestine. Weary from his journey, he was hungry and thirsty. While his disciples went into town to buy lunch, a woman came to the well. It was about noontime. Can somebody say noontime? Usually women would come to the well earlier in the day or at evening during that, during those days, during these biblical times. They would either come in the morning or in the evening, but not at noon. But this precious lady comes at the well at this time, noontime, lunchtime, which was uncommon. So why did she come to the well? At this time of the day, I ask you, ladies and gentlemen, I would submit that the reason why she came at noon was to avoid the scorn of others. It was to avoid the ridicule of the other women that would be there. She had some issues, to say the least. And as somebody once said, the issue is you. She had some issues. She had five failed marriages, and she was shacking up with another man. She was broken and looking for true love. If she went to the well any other time in the morning or in the evening, she would have been the topic of gossip. She already was, at least by coming to the well at noon. She didn't have to listen to the ridicule to her face. On the outside, it it seemed to matter much to her. On the outside, it seemed like she didn't care, but on the inside, she was looking. And searching for something. She was looking and searching for someone. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's when, amen, she came in contact with that someone. What she didn't realize that day was she was about to find what she was looking for. Can I tell somebody here this morning that you don't realize that you're about to find what you've been looking for? You just thought you came to another church service. You just thought you came, amen, to a church named the Apostolic Church Meeting in the Gym on Sunday morning. I come and tell somebody here today that you're about to find what you're looking for. You're about to find who you're looking for. You're looking for true love. True love is here. You're looking for peace. Peace is here. You're looking for joy and happiness. Uh, Joy and happiness is here. It's all in Jesus. Does anybody believe that it's all in Jesus? Uh, Can you clap your hands and can you shout his name? Jesus intentionally made his way to that spot at that time to meet this Samaritan woman. He waited for her to show up. When she arrived, he immediately asked her for a drink of water. She quickly reminded him of long-held societal norms. But Jesus didn't cower to cultural pressure. Instead, he recognized her spiritual condition and addressed it. He said to her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Can somebody say living water? She thought he was talking about natural spring water. And then she asked the question that keeps so many people back from receiving more from God. It keeps so many people back from receiving what God has for them. She asks, are you greater than our father, Jacob? This is Jacob's well. It's been here a long time. Our family has been coming here for for years, for decades. What makes you think that you're greater? What makes you think that What you have to offer is better. Ladies and gentlemen, I will remind you here today that it's that kind of questioning and reasoning that keeps so many people back from receiving more from God. Are you greater than my mother? Are you greater than my grandmother? Are you greater than my grandfather? Are you meaning to tell me that you are greater than my tradition? Can I tell somebody in this place that if you do not view Jesus as greater than whatever your cultural or religious tradition is, then you'll never receive all that God has for you. Let me say that again. If you don't view Jesus as greater than whatever your cultural or religious tradition is, then you'll never receive all that God has for you. Thank God somebody here today said, I want to go beyond just my cultural tradition. Uh, I love the United States of America, but if God's got something more for me, I want to receive it. Thank God uh, somebody said, amen. You know what? I've been raised this way, and I'm thankful for those that were dedicated before me, but I read something in the Bible that says that God has something more for me, so I want to receive it. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm thankful for somebody in my family that said, you know what? We're not just going to be satisfied uh, with man-made tradition and man-made religion. Uh, The Bible says that there are still miracle signs and wonders Uh, the Bible says that the Holy Ghost is still available for people who believe Uh, the Bible says that we are to be baptized in Jesus name Uh, the Bible doesn't say that God is mixed up uh, that God is three persons but the Bible says uh, that God is one thank God that there are some people in my family that said Jesus is greater than my cultural or my religious tradition Uh, thank God for people that are here today Uh, there are families that are in this church today uh, because somewhere down the line somebody in your family say you know what Memo is great uh, paul is wonderful but the Bible says this uh, we're gonna follow the Bible because Jesus uh, is greater than Mimo and Papa Paul can I get somebody amen to clap your hands and say amen Hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody here today, God, has got some great things for you. Don't work. The Bible says the promise starts with you. It doesn't start with your mom. It doesn't start with your dad. It doesn't start with your grandparents. It starts with you. So whatever God is trying to get you to go to, wherever place he's trying to get you to go to, you just got to trust what God is saying to you. You just got to receive what God wants for you to receive. Amen. You got to thank God for those before you. But the promise Starts with you, sir. The promise starts with you, ma'am. You've got to make up in your mind, I'm going to receive all God has for me. Does anybody want all that God has for you? Yeah. You know, I was, I was telling Pastor Gene and the Kelly's at the table of a miracle that happened right here in Illinois. And uh, I'm not a prophet, neither son of a prophet, but, but I, I can't even tell the whole story. Hey, Amen. The best stories you cannot tell, but I, I felt that the Holy Ghost spoke to me and said something was going to happen. I, I, I just had the number two. I didn't know if it was going to be two days or it's going to be two weeks or it's going to be in two months. I just felt, hey man, the number two, God's about to do something. Amen. So I, I preached that on that Sunday night. Or or I didn't preach. I just had a had a word of prophecy. Praise God. I'm not a prophet, neither son of a prophet, but I just felt that. Well, to make a long story short, two days later, a man came into an inheritance of two million dollars. He found out, hey man, two weeks later when he was going to get it the pastor called me and said brother Hagen next time you come we're going to pay attention that man received his 2 million dollars 2 months later you know there's some people they can't stand to be blessed they don't want any kind of blessing. They just want you to throw a pity party for them. They just want you to feel sorry for them. Amen. They're always trying to just just jump on your back and weigh you down. They don't want anything good to happen in their lives, and they want everybody to feel miserable with them. But then there are some people, amen. They don't care when anybody else thinks they want to be blessed. They want their family to be blessed. Amen. I wonder if there's anybody like that here today. I say, I wonder if there's anybody like that here today. I come to tell somebody in this house, you don't have to be a member of this church for God to bless you. Uh, amen. You don't have to be a Pentecostal for God to bless you. Uh, but I do believe that God wants to bless his people. I said, I do believe that God wants to bless his people. Amen. Why should we allow God to give it to the world and not give it to us? The Bible says that there's about to be a shakening uh, and God's going to allow the wealth of the heathen to come to the people of God. Uh, I wanted to somebody believe. Uh, amen. The Holy Ghost spoke to me in prayer and said, there's going to be a spirit of giving to hit this church and when it happens this church has got to respond because God is about to take you to a new level I wonder if there's anybody in this place that believes that God is about to bless you because you cannot outgive God. God, there's some young people in this place that God's about to bless you, he's about to multiply your talent, there's something supernatural that's about to take place in Salem, amen how many believe that God wants to do it for us, how many believe that God God wants to do it for you how many believe that god wants to, can I get somebody to stand to your feet can I get somebody to put your hands together like you believe it and shout out to God with the voice of triumph right now Come on, somebody, you've got to get your faith back. Amen. You've been believing God for your family. It's time to stop being defeated. It's time to stop being down. It's time for somebody to get your faith back up and say, God is going to work in my family. God is going to bless my family. Does anybody believe that? Can you clap your hands once again? Come on. Is there anybody spiritually thirsty here today? You may be seated just for a few more moments. We're almost to noon. Can somebody shout noontime? Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus answered her question by saying, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water that I give them will become in them a spring of water, welling up into eternal life. Ladies and gentlemen, she could have rejected Jesus outright. She knew how rejection felt, and she knew how to reject. She had been married for five times. But thank God she responded by asking to receive that living water. Thank God she said, sir, give me this water to drink. What Jesus was talking about was spiritual water, not natural water. He was using a metaphor for his spirit. We see this connection in John chapter 7, verses 37 through 39, when Jesus said on the last day of the Jewish festival known as the Feast of Tabernacles. This feast was celebrated in late September and early October. Amen. Jesus stood and said with a loud voice, "If anyone thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, Out of his belly or from his innermost being, from deep within him, from his heart uh, shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should uh, receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Jesus said if anyone was thirsty, they could come and drink. They could have their spiritual thirst quenched at his fountain, at his well of living water. By this, he meant his spirit. What he meant was those who believed could receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. I come to tell somebody here today that it's not for a select few. It's for whosoever. I said it's not for a select few. It's for anybody who is spiritually thirsty. Can you shout hallelujah? Up to that point, the spirit had not been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. But here's the good news. Since then, Jesus has died and come alive again and has been glorified. I said Jesus has been. Does anybody thankful that Jesus died on the cross uh, for your sins? Is anybody thankful that he came alive again? Is anybody thankful that he sits on the throne, that he has been glorified? Can you clap your hands uh, and can you shout hallelujah? Can I tell some dear and precious guests uh, that what that means is that if you believe, You can receive the gift of the Holy Ghost today. I said, amen. If you believe you can receive the gift of the Holy Spirit today, maybe you have been coming to this church, uh, amen, for quite some time, but you have not yet received the precious gift of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in another language uh, as God gives you the ability to do so, I want you to know, amen, that it can happen today. Turn somebody and tell them it can happen today. That's why Peter declared on the day of Pentecost. That this Jesus has God raised up, whereof we all are witnesses, therefore being by the right hand of God exalted or glorified and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he has poured out this which you now see and hear. I come to tell somebody if you will repent, if you will turn to God, if you are baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sins, that you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Can I get somebody to help me testify right now? Amen. If you will turn to God, amen, if you will be baptized, he will wash away your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promise is unto you and to your children and to as many of our far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call us. Anybody believe that the promise is unto you? Can you clap your hands? And can somebody shout hallelujah. I'll come and tell somebody here today, if you will have faith and repent, you can even receive the gift of the Holy Spirit before you are baptized in water in Jesus' name. I said it can happen before. It doesn't mean that baptism is not important. Baptism is very important. And you still need to be baptized in Jesus' name so that your sins can be washed away. If you are here and you've not yet been baptized in Jesus' name, we promise we're not going to drown you. But your sins will be washed away. But you don't have to wait until you're baptized in Jesus' name in order to receive the wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit, in order to receive that living water of the Spirit. You just got to believe and turn your heart over to the Lord and surrender, and he will give you living water he will fill you with his spirit because Jesus promised in John chapter 14 verses 15 through 18 and verse number 26 he said if you love me keep my commandments and I will pray the father and he shall give you another comfort that he may abide with you forever even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it sees him not neither knows him but you know him for he dwells with you and shall be in you and then Jesus said I will not leave you comfortless I Will come to you. How many know that Jesus is the Holy Spirit that comes to live on the inside of us? Can you shout hallelujah? And then Jesus said, But the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, the Father will send in my name. I come to tell somebody today if you will have faith in Jesus Christ and if you will call on his name, the comforter will come. I said, you will receive the wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit. I said, you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Does anybody believe that? Has anybody got a testimony that that's what happened to you? And that because it happened to you, it can happen to anybody. Come on, kiss somebody clap your hands and be a witness to somebody else that the comforter will come? I said, the comforter will come. the Holy Ghost just stopped me to tell somebody here right now that in this revival your pastor has not shared anything with me amen if I have prayed for anybody if I've said anything to you in the Holy Ghost it came from the Lord not from your pastor sharing or talking about your situation so somebody amen you need to have victory in your life amen you need to understand that God is working in your situation you've got the Holy Ghost on the inside there's a well that is there the Bible says with joy shall you draw water from the wells of salvation somebody you need to go back to the well where you can receive restore a restoration of your joy the joy of your salvation and you're not meant to be defeated. Uh, let me just say it one more time, amen, before we leave this place, uh, amen, that you're not meant to be defeated. Uh, if you've been baptized in Jesus' name, uh, amen, if you spoke in tongues when the Holy Ghost came, uh, God has already declared you to be victorious. Uh, you just got to keep on walking in victory. I don't care what you did in your past. I don't care what the devil said about you. I don't care what people are gossiping about you. Forget about what everybody else says. Uh, just focus on what the Word of God says. Uh, the word of God says that you are more than an overcomer. The Bible says uh, that you are more than a conqueror. The Bible says uh, that He loves you more. Can I anybody have anybody in this place? Do I have anybody in this place that believes that? Can you clap your hands uh, and can somebody stand to your feet right now? How one of the musicians and praise singers will come. <laughs> Hallelujah. I've been preaching to you for 16 minutes, and I'm going to close. Turns of mind tell them it's noon time. Turns of and tell them it's time to eat and drink. I told your pastor, 18 years ago, while I was still in Bible school, I preached my first revival for the right, right down from here in Carlisle, Illinois, my first revival. The Lord is so kind to allow us to come here to Salem. I got to thinking, Lord, is this my last revival? (laughs) Maybe this is it. Maybe this is the only time I get a chance to come to Salem. It took 18 years for me to get decent enough to come here to preach to you here today. (laughs) Oh, that's the truth. (laughs) Praise God. I'm lying. I'm dying. (laughs) Oh, but it's been a joy to be here. But I believe that before this service is over, God is going to fill some people with his spirit. I said, I believe that God wants to fill some people with his spirit. If you've never spoken in tongues, as the spirit of God gives you the utterance, and you desire to experience that, because we're not going to force anybody to do anything they don't want to do. We're not going to stick a, a piece of chicken down your throat. If you're not hungry, we're not going to make you. My kids, I determined a long time ago, my parents told me I had to eat Brussels sprouts before I could have my German chocolate cake. That's my favorite German chocolate cake. But I had to eat those Brussels sprouts the first and the last time I did. And it was forced. But it was only because of that German chocolate cake. We're not going to force anything down your mouth here today. But if there's anybody here that desires to receive what God has for you, Today is your day. I said today is your day. If it's been a long time since you've spoken in tongues, I mean, you didn't even speak in tongues in this revival. Doesn't mean that you're a bad person. Amen. Just means you need a good old fresh touch. You don't have to leave this service today without getting a fresh touch of the Holy Ghost. Oh, come on. I, I need somebody to help me praise God a little bit more than that. I know you got camping on your mind, but I want to. Can somebody just help me right now? Amen. How many believe that God wants wants us all to leave here refreshed and renewed, renewed in the Holy Ghost? Come on, if you believe that the Lord wants us to be filled to springing over with the Holy Ghost, can you clap your hands and can you shout Hallelujah? Well, glory! Can I tell somebody that in order for the Comforter to come? You must first come to the Lord. Amen. Jesus said, if anyone is thirsty, if they will come to me, they will be filled. But you got to have faith enough to get out of your comfort zone. You got to have faith enough to make your way to him. That's why I lifted my voice with the prophet Isaiah. To tell somebody that you don't have to earn You don't have to pay for it. Amen. You don't have to be good enough. You don't get good to get God. You get God to get good. I said you don't get good to get God. You get God to get good. Because all of us fall short of the glory of God. All of our goodness, all of our righteousness is nothing but filthy rags. Uh, But that's why you need the Holy Ghost. uh, Because you're not holy without the Holy Ghost. I said you're not holy without the Holy Spirit. Come on, I know that some of y'all think you're holy all by yourself, but can I get somebody that's real up in this house uh, to say I was a sinner? Amen. I didn't have it together. Amen. I might have knew a few scriptures, but I wasn't, amen, what I needed to be. But thank God for grace. Thank God for mercy. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Oh, can somebody clap your hands right now? Can somebody shout hallelujah? So i come and lift up my voice with the prophet Isaiah and say that you can come. Yes, you can come without money, without price. You can come and drink freely here today. Before the Bible closes, before it's finished, in the last chapter of the Bible, the Bible says, and the spirit and the bride say come. And let him that hears say come. And let him that is thirsty come and drink of the water of life freely. The Holy Ghost reminded me in prayer that the church has just got to get in agreement with the Spirit. Because when the church gets in agreement with the Spirit, no matter how tired they are, Amen. if somebody can just get a revelation that if we can get in agreement with the Spirit, then people who are thirsty, who are in need of God, they will hear and they will be able to come. I said they will be able to come and drink freely. I don't know about you, but I want what God did for me to happen for everybody. I said, I want what God did for me to happen for you. That's why I've been telling people all over Salem. I've been telling people at the McDonald's. I've been telling people at the hotel because I believe that everybody in this town needs to receive the living water, that they need to receive the wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit because everybody gets thirsty. Everybody is thirsty. Some just don't know what they're looking for. If you're thankful, amen, that you found that, well, can you lift up your hands? Can somebody worship the Lord? I'm about to open up the front. I'm about to open up this altar for somebody to come. Come on, that's said, Hallelujah. Hallelujah.